walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hello, friends. It is Pastor Courtney here with this week's episode of the PCOM podcast. We are fresh into 2023. Today is January 10th, and we are still in that space where we may be thinking about New Year's resolutions, a fresh start. I know folks, especially in California, start talking about spring cleaning and things. The rest of the country is buried under lots of snow. But for us, sometimes we start thinking about decluttering and cleaning out some of those cabinets. We start thinking about habits or practices we want for a new year. So as we celebrate the start of a new year, we just made it through the season of Epiphany, the church holiday. And the 12 days of Christmas have come to an end. I so appreciated Dan's episode on the the Christmas tide season. And he rightly noted that we are a church that appreciates the liturgical calendar and church history, but we are not rigidly bound to it. So we do sing some Christmas songs during Advent and Um, We do allow for some wiggle room with these traditions, all while trying to appreciate their their fullness. I think there there can be a good middle road there with respect to church traditions that um, lean more toward one side or the other. I I like the way that we do do the traditions of the church with some open hands. Um, So as we're thinking about the start of a new year... I wanted to spend today's podcast talking about some gentle spiritual practices for a new year. Maybe some of you out there have decided you're going to um, follow the church reading plan this year and read the Bible in one year. That is a wonderful, wonderful spiritual practice to take on. If you have not signed up, but you're interested in signing up, you can do that on our website and be paired with a group that will text encouragement or a group that meets in person, or you can do it on your own. But like many things, a little accountability and a little bit of friendship can go a long way in making those practices stick. Daryl is taking on that spiritual practice. I know our youth director, Matt, is taking on that spiritual practice. I believe Lizzie is as well. Um, Lincoln is hoping to do it with Daryl, and he's he's finished his his first at the recording of this episode. We're, we're only a few days into the new year, and he's finished those first few days, and it's brought up some wonderful questions about the genealogy of Jesus. This one-year Bible reading plan pulls from a variety of different areas in the Bible every day, so you don't just sit down and read from Genesis all the way to Revelation over the course of a year, but you read a little bit from Genesis and a little bit from the Psalms and a little bit from Matthew and make your way through the Bible that way. I am not taking on that particular spiritual practice this year. I did read the Bible in one year when I was in junior high school. My junior high director at church told us if we read the Bible in one year, he would take us to the Mall of America. And for someone growing up in small town Wisconsin, the Mall of America was the closest thing you could get to Disneyland. There was an indoor theme park 
It was Peanuts themed back in the day. I'm not sure if it still is, but it was called Camp Snoopy and there were roller coasters and all sorts of fun things, cotton candy and funnel cakes. And it would have been a dream come true. And it was highly motivating for me. So in junior high, the ripe old age of 12 or so, I read the Bible in one year. And I remember encountering passages that shocked me, passages that floored me, passages that I'd heard from the pulpit but had never read for myself. And so new things would stand out. I wasn't quite sure what to do with Song of Songs. I wasn't quite sure what to do with most of Revelation. Revelation kept me up at night. And Leviticus was, with all respect to our former youth director, John Sauer, for whom it is his favorite book of the Bible, Leviticus was a little bit of a slog. But it was so exciting to come to the conclusion to finish, and I ran and told my my youth director, I finished, I did it. And he said, Courtney, that's fantastic. I'm so proud of you, but I'm so sorry no one else did it, and I can't take just you to the Mall of America. (laughs) So it was a little bit of a letdown, and... God really used it in my life, and I don't think I would have been motivated without that, that promise that didn't, didn't come to fruition. That said, don't promise things to junior hires unless you're ready to follow through. So I love that our church is reading through the Bible in a year. I am choosing a few different spiritual practices for myself this year, in part because my personality is a striver and someone who likes to go really fast and really hard. And one of the things God is teaching me is that sometimes slower is better. So absolutely so excited for those of you reading a Bible in one year. You have my absolute support. I think it's something every Christian should try to do at least once in their life. It gives you the full epic story of scripture. But if you, like me, are needing a slower pace, I'm going to suggest some gentle spiritual practices to take you into the new year. And we will talk a little bit more about spiritual practices when we get closer to Lent. That's right. We're already talking about Lent. Ash Wednesday. This year is Wednesday, February 22nd. So I will do an episode the week before with some Lenten spiritual practices. Sometimes we take on an additional discipline or we fast from something during Lent. But the few spiritual practices I'm going to suggest on the podcast today are practices that you may want to turn into habits that take you the whole year through. So the first one is daily prayer. Daily prayer. And I love what Presbyterian author Anne Lamott says about prayer, that her two prayers she prays most often are, help me, help me, help me, and thank you, thank you, thank you. And prayer truly can be that simple. It can be that straightforward. It is simply a conversation with God. And maybe you're in the habit of talking to God consistently throughout the day, or maybe you feel like prayer is a really special, sacred thing that has to be done in a particular time and place. And so perhaps you put it off. Perhaps you feel guilty that you didn't get to it. But I want to encourage you to incorporate prayer into some of the things you are already doing. So perhaps you can tie prayer to driving your car if you commute alone Or even if you just run errands alone, when you get into your car to remember God's presence and to spend 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds talking to Jesus, tell him about your day, tell him about your heart, ask for what you need, tell him 
what's going on in your life. God, of course, already knows, but there's something about that open channel of communication that opens our eyes to an awareness of God at work around us. I have found that setting aside 10 minutes in the morning for daily morning prayer has been really transformational for me. And because I need a little reminder, and I often appreciate having a guide, there is an app that I'm going to recommend for daily prayer. It offers opportunities for morning prayer, noon prayer, evening prayer. It's called Venite, V-E-N-I-T-E. I've mentioned it here before. It's a free app. It is uh, from the Episcopal Church, and it leads you through several scripture readings, the Lord's Prayer, and then an opportunity to set a timer for meditation. Uh, The default is five minutes of meditation, and I will often kneel here at our house in our bedroom. We have a big picture window facing the backyard, and I will meditate and watch the birds for those five minutes and just breathe in and out and think about the scriptures that I've read and let the words of God soak into my soul. Tell him what's bothering me. Tell him what I'm worried about. So the first gentle spiritual practice for the new year is daily prayer. Some of you are people on the go, and the thought of sitting in stillness makes you twitchy. You can prayer walk. You can prayer wash dishes. It is very difficult to prayer watch television or prayer listen to a podcast, But anything that involves your hands or your feet and some silence can be an opportunity for prayer. So the first suggestion, the first invitation as we start this new year is an invitation to daily prayer. The second invitation as we start the new year is to memorize scripture this year. And perhaps a workable level of memorization is about one verse every week. Sometimes when we're starting a new spiritual practice, we think, I will memorize 10 verses today and then 10 more tomorrow. And by the end of the year, I will know the entire Bible by heart. And then we burn out by day four because this is an impossible task. Anne Lamott has a wonderful book on writing called Bird by Bird. And in it, she tells the story of her little brother who had to do a report for school about 50 birds, and he hadn't started it the night before it was due. And he was sitting at the table surrounded by books on birds in absolute despair. And their father walked by and just clapped him on the shoulder and said, just take it bird by bird, son, bird by bird. And her point is that writing, like anything else, is a practice we have to take on bird by bird. If you're taking part in any of the church Bible studies, we are Just in the first couple weeks of our new study, it's called Gearing Up. It's the study that gets us ready for Lent, but that offers one verse of scripture for memorization every week, and that is an easy way to get going. Those guides are available on our website. They're available at the church office. It's a way to hide scripture in your heart, one small, short verse per week. Our kids are doing a lot of this in Sunday school, and sometimes I'm memorizing verses out of a little parental guilt of they're learning them, so I should be learning them, and that's okay. God can use that too. The second invitation for a gentle spiritual practice in the new year is to consider memorizing scripture, perhaps just one verse a week. If you're not sure where to start, Psalm 23 is a wonderful passage to memorize. That's often where we encourage people to start because the Psalms are poetic which make them a little shorter 
and a little bit more image-driven, which can help with memorization. I recommend starting in Psalm 23 or starting with our written guides. Finally, one more invitation for a gentle spiritual practice for a new year. And this is to read poetry. How is that a spiritual practice? You might say, well, poetry is all about learning how to pay attention. And so much of spiritual practices are learning how to pay attention as an avenue for loving our neighbors, as an avenue for connecting with God and appreciating God's work in the natural world, within our homes, within our families, within our circles of friends. Read poetry in 2023. I I usually choose a novel that I want to read on New Year's Eve to carry me into the new year. It's kind of a a habit, a ritual that I've I've taken on over the last decade or so. And this year, I asked friends to recommend poetry for me to read on New Year's Eve to take me into the new year. And it was such a wonderful exercise to think about some of the larger, grander themes of life, life and death and mortality and the meaning of all of these things, and to soak in some some poets from ages ago and some poets who wrote poems two weeks ago. Some folks recommended their own poetry, unpublished poetry, which was so fun. But poetry is all about paying attention. And I want to close the podcast today with reading a couple of lines from the poem that really stuck into my heart this New Year's Eve. The poem is by Rainer Maria Rilke, and I had to look up how to pronounce that because I have read his name dozens of times, but I have not ever heard it pronounced. So I think I'm close, but probably not spot on. The poem is Go to the Limits of Your Longing, and I'm going to read the first two stanzas and then link to the rest so you can read it on your own. It'll be in the show notes. God speaks to each of us as he makes us, then walks with us silently out of the night. These are the words we dimly hear. You, sent out beyond your recall, go to the limits of your longing. Embody me. Flare up like a flame and make big shadows I can move in. Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Don't let yourself lose me. I encourage you to read the rest on your own. The thing about poetry is it helps us slow down. And I am a person in need of near constant slowing down. Daryl likes to joke that I have basically two speeds and they are high and off. But much of the Christian life is about learning how to walk because we can walk for a very long time. I am in the middle of uh, Dr. Stossman's beautiful book, Joan Stossman. She's a professor of biology at Washington University in St. Louis. She has a new book out called Slow Birding. And it's about noticing and appreciating the book, the birds in your own backyard. It's about slowness. And I was speeding my way through it and I realized, no, no, I need to take this book a chapter at a time and let it, and let it do its work on me. There are seasons where reading through the Bible in a year is a profound and holy act. 
And if that is what you are working on this year, I am so excited for you and this journey to be able to see the whole story of scripture laid out before you, its history, its characters, its highs and lows, how it all weaves together. There is no better way. And for those of you who cannot take on that task right now, it is not the right fit. Join me in some of these gentle and slow spiritual practices for the new year. Daily prayer, memorization of scripture, and reading poetry. What spiritual practices are you looking forward to in the new year? What hopes do you have? What goals do you have? What gentle invitations is the Lord extending to you? I would love to hear about them. You can write me, Courtney.ellis at mypcom.com. You can stop by and see me at the church office or give me a call. And one more little plug, if you are not yet listening to the Christian History Almanac, Dan Van Voris's podcast is so fantastic and encouraging and fun. I highly recommend it. If every week you finish the Pecom podcast and think, gosh, I wish I had more, it is not the same, but it is fantastic and it will, it will whet your appetite for more learning about faith and the work of God in the world. All right, my friends, thank you for being with me on the PCOM podcast today. I believe next week is Jeff Given. I will be back here again with you two weeks from today. Until then, I'm still looking for my new sign-off for years. I said, take care, be well, and God bless. And that just felt a little pandemic-y. So I'm looking for a new sign-off. Maybe you have a suggestion for me. For now, go in peace.